it's it's my turn to talk. This is this is called an intro. And for some reason I'm hearing an echo. Never heard that before, but it's probably fine, ladies and gentlemen. This is, in case you're wondering what you have stumbled across, this is the world's greatest podcast about video games. Okay? Don't forget that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 374 of this podcast, which is Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean. It is a pleasure to be here. As always, I am joined by two of my friends. Um, so we'll go ahead and get those those suckers introduced, if you will. One guy, he just got done writing a novel with a pen and paper because he's chewing the pen. That's probably fine on a microphone. His name is John. You, I haven't heard the noise yet, by the way, but it'll probably it's it's probably fine. And then we also got Chris. He we just got into a fight. We hate each other and. Isn't that right, John? <laughs> yeah, I, I I caused it too. It was my fault. I Way to got, go! I kind of got their I got their juices flowing, and well, that's just, that was the different thing we did. I'm just just got <laughs> I'm, I'm free Friday, guys, for sure. Really free. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing we did. Sorry. Yeah, the other other thing we did. <laughs> right. Nothing like nothing like good makeup sex among the weekly games chat crew. I don't I don't like it anymore. I think I went out. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> you know, somebody who's never heard this show, they're listening, they're like, "What what is this?" Well, I'll tell you what. We are going to talk about the title that you saw when you downloaded this show. But this this current portion is the intro of the show and we kind of do things like we're doing now. We have a little fun. We get we get it going. Uh, Chris, welcome officially to episode 374. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I uh, yeah, my back kind of hurt last night a little bit, so I took a muscle relaxer. So I went to bed like at you know against my will at about 9 p.m. <laughs> and then and then you know woke up at 7:30. So I can say I'm refreshed. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Jazzed up. Well. Normally what we do, like once again in this intro, is we kind of do this. We set up the show, uh, and I would pivot to somebody. I kind of wanted to, for like a story for the week, the week that was, if you will. Uh, I was going to pivot to John first, but he's gotten up. He slams doors. He doesn't care about the show. But I do want to know, Chris, if you you gave me your title of topicness, and it was called Unexpected Purchase. Did the muscle relaxer tie into the purchase, or is, did I misread that? Uh, no, altogether. Um, it was because on Sunday, right, uh, I was trying out uh, NFL Sunday ticket on my PlayStation that, Five. That's where is you that can, code is that code for hookers? No, that's code for football, John. That's, is that code oh, for yeah. the hub? But um, you know, so I was like. I turn on my TV and luckily my remote can just, of course, navigate most of my PS five. I go into the app. What do you mean? Then, of course that sounded very pretentious. The way it did. Well, and no, he also mentioned course. that it's PS five, which everybody knows how my remote can, right now. of course. Well, I mean, I would think you two as PS five owners would have noticed this feature at some point because it was, it was in the PS four too. All right. Chris, just between me and Sean, there's only one PS five owner. True. Facts. <laughs> I wasn't going to say uh, that. No, as the kids say, no cap. Okay, that's true. 100% true. But no, anyways, I, before I you guys did. hijack my story, um, yeah. I was trying to go through and 
select my game. And then I was like, oh, there's an option to pull up multiple games at once. But I couldn't do it with the controller. I needed to actually have the PlayStation controller because it was like hit the triangle button to do this, right? And then I started looking around. And I was like, where the hell is my PS5 controller? Which, you know, about the closest to this, Sean, would be the vape pen incident of 2016. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I spent, as far as I know, the last time I saw my PS5 controller, it was right there on the couch. Right. Been there, hasn't really moved, hasn't been used much. I tore my apartment up everywhere for a good hour and a half looking for my PS five controller. The only thing I could figure is that I had a box on there that I tossed out about two weeks ago. And my thinking is I must've put it in the box, right? Like an Amazon Amazon box or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the only thing I can figure because it's just, there's no logical places left to look. And it's not like you guys have seen my apartment. It's not like the biggest place, right? It's not some place with, you know, hidden caverns or something. So, uh, I ended up having to go up to Best Buy and, uh, buy myself a brand new $70 controller. Yeah. They're, they cost a little bit of money, a little bit of coin, you know? Yeah. And that was definitely the, the adventure I did not expect to take this weekend, unfortunately, but (laughs) I, I can tell you that they, it still works like a champ. It still feels good in your hands. Uh, it does. I I wouldn't know that feeling. Chris, And you can get them in multiple colors now. I yeah, didn't, you can. but you know, they are out you there, know. but yeah, that was my, my not so fun experience this weekend that I was not expecting to take. But. You just reminded me that my stock controller that did come with my PlayStation. Uh, I just remembered out of the joy of owning a PlayStation five, that that controller started having drift. I did not experience the infamous Nintendo drift back in the day with the switch controllers. A PlayStation 5 controller, you'd be wanting your guy to walk straight and he'd take a hard left. <laughs> so that was fun. And now I just remember that I spent $70 to buy a new controller just like you did. And I have a non-working PlayStation. It's fine. Life's good. Um, you, you mentioned adventures. I actually took an adventure this weekend too. It's not oft that I get to travel to the uh, city of Tuscaloosa. And of course, that's in Alabama to watch college football. Uh, an opportunity popped up and I was able to get some tickets last minute and it kind of coincided with my daughter. You know, she's 11 and she's like, Hey, I want to go up there when we can again, I have fun with you, dad. I know those days are precious. Uh, I hope it stays like that forever. But the reality is uh, who knows cats in the cradle in the silk. Exactly. Little exactly. boy blue and the man in the, oh. it's good. You, you had plenty more seconds to go before, you know, the 30 seconds that Chris always, yeah, I mean, Chris usually shuts it down at this point. He so takes the fun out of your singing, and I don't uh, know why. You know, Cat Stevens, you can have the 30 seconds. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's who comes after us the hardest. <laughs> but uh, we had a great time. It was it was very hot. Uh, of course, I kind of expected it to be warm. I like to wear jeans to football games, um, even when it's a little warm, because I, li- I don't like to feel the sweat. Like that drips down like your leg, you know. I don't like that. I like the gene to soak it up if possible. But it was quite warm. Uh, <laughs> we had a we had a good day. Perfect weather uh, in the end. When Too the sun said it lost. felt good, they they totally didn't lose. John's trolling. They well, they didn't play one of the toughest teams ever, of course. But uh, it was fun. It was it a was revenge fun. game. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fans of my, that same football team would remember the last time, I think, or one of the last times that school, which is U- the University of Louisiana Monroe, they actually beat Alabama in uh, Nick Saban's first year in 2007. They, they are the last non-SEC school to beat Alabama at Alabama. That's a crazy fact. Yeah. But they had no shot this year. Um, no It chance. was really cool. And it's funny, since the last time I took Tinley to Tuscaloosa to watch a game live, she's absorbed a lot more as far as like knowledge of how the game goes, what, what goes on. And uh, it's really cool. And anybody who has kids out there, you know, you know about what I'm saying. Like when you, when you don't even have to, I don't know how to explain it. We went to a concert recently and when she got excited about something, her arms went up and she was singing along or when we were at the football game, her pom-poms going and she knows what's going on. So that's good stuff. Just That's just a reminder to all you parents out there. Uh, if you haven't done anything with your kids in a while, do it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, speaking of doing something with someone that you, wait, that's not going to sound right. <laughs> all right. So the lead in is John also did something with someone this week. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. He watched Star Wars with a Brit. Yeah, that happened. Like the Star That's, Wars, John? Not the Star Wars. One of the best Star Wars. I don't know if you guys were aware, but Rogue One went uh, came to theaters. Um, I guess it's been in theaters for a couple of weeks. Hmm. And so <clears throat> this guy hit me up and was like, hey, um, Hey, mate. So, <laughs> hello. Hello. Top of the morning to you. Hello, what do you John. <laughs> so, um, Star Wars is coming to your IMAX theater. <laughs> oh. And uh, he said, hey, it's coming to IMAX, uh, and it's like five bucks a pop. You want to go see it? And I went, sure, absolutely. Five bucks a pop doesn't sound correct, but fine, I'll go see it. And so we get there. And, you know, he hasn't been in the States that long. He's only here for a visit and come to realize, you know, he's the, the they're scanning the tickets and like theater uh, 13, just hang a right and hang another right. And I'm like, huh, I don't think this is IMAX. So I said, um, I said, Hey buddy, Hey English guy, this is not IMAX. He goes, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but we still had a good time. It was great seeing it again on the big screen and it stands the test of time as one of my favorite star Wars films. It, uh, acknowledges the Jedi. It, it acknowledges their, um, demise and it shows Darth Vader a couple of times. Spoilers. Darth Maul gets cut in half, <gasps> but it's a great story about how people, not Jedi. If you think about it, people won the war against the empire, not the Jedi. It's a fair point. So I enjoyed it. Um, if you know, if you have an opportunity to see it in theaters again, uh, go see it. I heard that jaws came to IMAX or something. I don't know if it, I don't know if I missed it or hmm. if it just didn't come to Columbus, but uh, that's another one. Well, don't, know, another movies like, one. movies like, yeah, movies like that. Any, you know, star Wars movie, if it comes back to theaters, I always like to try to go. Well, see don't it. forget John in a couple of weeks, we can go see avatar again. Uh, in in IMAX. Well, instead, 
what I'm going to do is uh, take an enema mm-hmm. and go to bed. One day you'll respect you know, James. He said, he said, I read an article about him, about Cameron. And Chris is going to love this story because he'll go, yep, he's James Cameron. Um, but <laughs> it was uh, like the studio on Avatar 2 tried to give him notes. And he absolutely rejected those notes and saying that the, the, stu- the studio that we're sitting in right now having this meeting, Titanic paid for this building. Uh, see, see, there's Chris's reaction right there. Yep, he can do that. He's James Cameron. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> and and I would contend that nobody can do that because it makes you a douche. Can I say douche on this? On this uh, if you can say douche, I can say douche. Skadoosh. But anyway, Kadoosh. You know, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar is fine. I think I saw it in the theater twice, but I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. So I don't know that I can remember it all that well. I would consider going to see it again. Same. Or I, Apparently, or I would just. Or I would just stay at home and watch Dances with Wolves and Fern Gully after that. I really like that part in Dances with Wolves where there's the huge mech versus, uh, you know, flying dinosaur fight. That was that was my favorite part of Dances with Wolves. Wait, they didn't have that? Oh, no. But I've heard it has improved visuals. That even yeah, James Cameron Mr. apparently Cameron. was blown away. Yeah. Because he can do that. He's James Cameron. He can be blown away. Not true. And I'm sorry I giggled. I like on purpose let it be quiet. And Chris couldn't. He had to. He, he, he had to nervous. move on. He got nervous. <laughs> Chris got nervous. He got nervous. <laughs> but yeah, oh that, was, that, was, that was the only thing really that I could remember over the weekend. Nice. And it's funny uh, you bring that up. It's it, Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't experienced this yet, sometimes retention of things retention. you've done in the previous week as you reflect at the same time a week in the future, it's kind of hard to do sometimes. Does that mean we live an exciting life or do we live a very okay life? Or is that still a product of, you know, the pandemic and we kind of like just chilling? There's no the pandemic's over. It's, over, it's done. It's done. Official official speaking of done and official this has been are we good boys before i do this we're good Bean. this has been episode 374 My, uh, if you want to i'm kidding i'm kidding hold on look at the purpose. music dang i was not ready <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the intro for this week's episode if you are ready for the topic buckle up buttercup Ladies and gentlemen, we have done it. We have arrived. It's official. Whether or not you uh, you know you listen to the entire intro, or if you decided to look at the time, see the topic that is, and said, "I want to go straight to that." It doesn't matter. We're nice and cozy. We're all here now. Thank you so much for that. And with that, this is when I shut up and I let Chris do what he does to properly introduce this week's topic. The topic is. Two, three, 
That was that was fascinating. That was that something. was quite unexpected. Uh, before you hop in, John, uh, I like to do this as far as also unexpected. We got a first time chat. We want to give you a special shout out because you did choose to join us on Twitch.tv uh, and see this show record live. And uh, Sad Bod, what's up? You said, "What up, longtime listener, first time caller? Thanks for getting me through some rough nights and influencing my irresponsible purchases." Welcome. Good to see your name pop up in Twitch. Good to have you. And shout out to all the other long time and potential first times that may ever get into us. Good to see you. I hope we didn't let you down because we are wearing a Star Wars t-shirt and a button up. A bidet would help with those rough nights. A bidet? Well, I don't know. It's up up for a debate right now. Per John. But John, I did not mean to hijack your intro. That just happened. No, I'm feel- here. I'm. I'm. He got the topic wrong. We're actually here to talk about the bidet. Oh, okay. It's it's the bidet. I never got mine installed. Bidet three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of bidet three, my new purchase from Amazon. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having. Look, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to ruin. Having a good time. I don't want to ruin it for you, Sean. Yeah. But here lately, I've I've been having problems with it. But why is Ooh. it? You're afraid to turn up the knob, you know? No, I no, I will turn it up <laughs> all the way to eleven and, all the way, May. And then you know, because because you have trust issues, you still want to check it to make yeah. sure that you know. And lately, lately, I will, I will. <laughs> I will run a wipe through it, and there's a streak. It's like, oh no! But that's better than what could have been. May, who knows? I don't know. It's a, it's like it's like the it's like the can. It's like it's been kind of tarry lately, so maybe it's just whoa hard to deal with. I need to get I need to get back to eating apples and getting some good fiber. But on to Splatoon three. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of unintentional old man chat. <laughs> Hey, he, look, it, the whole thing started with Chris talking about taking a muscle relaxer. True. <laughs> and passing out at nine. So he's jazzed up for the. Woo! <laughs> but he's John jazzed. here reporting to you live from the Splatlands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so happy you played Splatoon 3. Uh, I, more I than you too. know. More than I you am. know. That's just a fun time, isn't it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, it begs the question. Wow must be really good right now. Uh, why Sean, of all people, hasn't dove into this game? I don't really know why. Because the 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 modus operandi, the Ooh. goal of this game is to splooge as much as you can your <laughs> ink all over the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who yeah. wouldn't want to? Who, who wouldn't want to live that fantasy? So uh, we reported last week that this game, I don't know what it's doing right now in the U.S., but it sold 3.4 million copies in Japan in three days. And I'm here to report to you, ladies and gentlemen, that I can really understand why. It is really, really good. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't even, I can't even hide it. Um, so we got, to, we got two things to cover. There's more things that I need to dive into and get more serious in. Uh, but 
you know, we'll, we'll cover, we'll cover the single player first. It won't take too long. Then we'll go on to the, to the multiplayer. So the single player in Splatoon two, if you recall, Sean, I don't know if you dove into that or not, but yes, it was, so. it was more, it was good, but it was more of what would be considered kind of a tutorial to the mechanics yes. of what Splatoon two is all about. That's right. And so, you know, the idea was you would jump into it and, you know, it would teach you different things and you, they'd have boss fights and all these different things. And there was a mission behind it, but it served overall as you, I mean, you could tell it, on the surface, it was, it was a souped up tutorial that might've changed with the Octoling expansion, Octo something, Octos, whatever expansion, which I never got around to playing, <laughs> but I now have free access to that one. Um, now that I have the extended subscription to uh, Nintendo Switch Online, yes, nice. That Octo Octo expansion is available <laughs> for free. What is it called? It doesn't matter. I just, I just, it's I'm, in the I'm, past. It's I'm, in the past. I'm chuckling because I did not. I should have, but I did not expect you to drop an Octo something on me today, which makes <laughs> me very happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this one, this one kind of starts out. That way, uh, from a tutorial perspective, where you think, "Oh, we're doing the same old thing again," but then it jumps into something completely different. It's it's and you know I I haven't obviously I haven't finished the single player, but it's really grabbed my attention. It's really fun. I think it's gotten some great reviews across the board. I think IGN gave it an eight overall. But um, the the title of the single player is called "The Return of the Mammalians." Um, and it's, and it's, and it goes along the way the old single player does. And it, and it, it does that for about 15, 20 minutes. And then it, and then the story kicks off and you find yourself in this hub world, um, that allows you to access and, and go any direction you want, go in any order you want. Um, everything is sort of covered with this slime, this purpley slime. It also, it, it kind of reminds me of, um, the calamity in breath of the wild that you'll find like around Hyrule castle around a lot of the towers, it kind of has that texture and look to it, but you have a companion in the single player mission mission. That's basically a salmon, a little salmon. He's you can, you can even, you can even design him the way you want. I got him with a Mohawk. Uh, so he's, he's pretty BA. And what he does is he with, uh, with, in, in each in each level, you get access to more salmon eggs, um, or whatever it's called, that basically powers his ability to eat away all the all the goop, and that unlocks new areas of the map. It's not overly complicated. It's not it's not what you call Breath of the Wild style gameplay, but it's got a lot of fun uh, to it, and it's got a lot of variety to it. Um, so so far, I've been, I've just been really really enjoying that in the hub world. There's 70 plus areas that are accessible divided by, I think six, um, six islands, six, six areas of the map. Um, and I haven't even really scratched the surface on it. I've played a probably about four hours of it. So that's really solid. Pe- people are giving it a lot of good high marks. Um, and it's more than just, it's more than just a tutorial. It's very engaging. I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with it, but because I had to sort of, move on and have a more balanced approach to this game. I I've, I've had to equally balance the multiplayer. Now the multiplayer, that's definitely what Splatoon three is all about. So, and, and we've played this version of the game before it's called turf war. 
and the uh, you know the, the the goal of turf war it's two teams of four and your goal as a team is to cover the map with as much of your splooge i mean ink <laughs> as you possibly can and at the end of that match the each match in turf war is three minutes long so it's a perfect balance it doesn't out out outlast its welcome it goes by really quick because it's really just so fun um and at the end of the match you see this screen pop up that shows sort of a coverage of the map between your team and the other one. And there's two sides and um, it pushes it, it and it'll show you how much of the map you covered, how much of the map the opposing team covered and whoever co- covers the most of the map wins. There was one time when I was getting really, when I was rusty and I was really getting into it and I was kind of, you know, irritated about the fact that I didn't save my level 16 character over to Splatoon three. Uh, cause currently I'm only a level 10 cause it takes a while to get those levels up. Um, so <laughs> we got mauled. I mean, it was absolutely mauled. Like the other team covered 80% of the arena. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And yeah. every time, every time I turned around, I, I kept getting splatted and sent back to starting the, area, uh, the starting area. Yeah. And I was trying to meet these guys head on and I couldn't figure out why they were so good at shoot at, at, at splatting me out. Um, splooging you, man. but splooging me out, but, it, but over time <laughs> it, just, it just takes time. It just takes muscle memory and it's so fun in the process. It's one of those things. It's like golf. It's a sport you don't have to be good at to enjoy. Uh, you keep going back for more, but you know, this is sort of as far as differences between Splatoon two and Splatoon three, it's almost like, uh, what you might imagine overwatch two would be just sort of a refinement of things that already work. Sure. Um, and I can say that this, this is an excellent refinement and the best that Splatoon three that Splatoon rather has ever been. And you can tell this game from its inception from the first game on the Wii U to now was created by one of those younger generations at Nintendo. I mean, this is a game that just when it came along was so surprising because you couldn't imagine Nintendo doing something like this, but it dives into that shooter multiplayer aspect while giving you a touch of flair that is so Nintendo. Well, I'm glad you even mentioned that because you actually, the one thing I've always liked about Splatoon is you never had to worry about what you wanted to be as far as right. your customization of characters. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some some field research, if you will, before the show started. And, and a lot of people really like the addition to that sort of flair that is, is uniquely Nintendo, but also uniquely uh, customizable. It's almost like whatever you want to be. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And what, what the dev team did this time around, they said, okay, let's, let's, Everything seems to work in this game in Splatoon 2. How can we just make the game better? Um, and so there's been there's been an addition to a lot of quality of life improvements to this game. And let me let me touch on a couple of them. Oh, so <clears throat> one of the things that one of the things that uh, Turf War does used to do in uh, in Splatoon 2 is when you got splatted out, it simply revived you at your base camp at the opposite end of to make you start over in this game. It does something a little different where it, it, it 
cannon shoots you out into the arena where you can get further out into the arena closer to where your teams are kind of meeting and battling it out for territory. So in other words, you don't have to start at the beginning and then swim, you know, swim down to what often is an extended area to get back to your team. Um, and there's an opportunity. It, it's almost like you're up in, you, you have the sky view of the arena and you have this arrow that you can, you can set where you want your uh, octoling to go or inkling to go. And it shoots you to that area. Like you can, so you can see the map from afar and go, Oh, that area is getting covered by the opponent's ink. Let me get shot over to there. And so I can take care of that real quick. So it allows you to see, even when you're not really communicating with this team that you're a part of, it allows you to communicate or at least see things that your teammates might not see that allows you to go compensate for what they might be going, they might be overlooking. And that, that's um, that's super uh, shooter, multiplayer shooter stuff right there. Yeah, it's a great quality of life improvement. Yeah. Another thing is the lobby in Splatoon 2. Um, you remember that basically your character just sat there. Yes, I'm glad you're bringing this stationary, up. Stationary, waiting for players to show up. <clears throat> in this one, you you can roam freely around the lobby. You can shoot the floor. You can make. You can have. You can practice. You can do target practice. You can. You can. Um, you can practice your skills. You can, and it's just. It's sort of. You know, it, it. You're not bored. You're just. You're just shooting your splooge all over the floor and making a mess. Can you decide in that lobby? I can't remember if you want to change your weapon because I know you could practice basically what you're explaining. Kind of like the holding lobby. Holding lobby. Yeah. You, uh, once you're in the lobby waiting for the match to line up, uh-huh. you have to stick with your weapon. But, after, you chose. Okay. but after every match, it gives you three options. It gives you the options of continue. Um, gives you the option of change gear, weapon, loadout, whatever you want to do, or exit the lobby. And when I say lobby, you're still in the lobby. But when I say exit the lobby, I just mean exit the online functionality. Right. But um, <clears throat> when it comes to that, uh, as far as weapons go, they've expanded the weapon variety as well. I'm sticking to pretty much the basic. It's more of an automatic weapon. It's faster. It's quicker. It's it's easier to shoot people up close to eliminate people up close. And that's one of the things that are, that that's very strategic in the game. You try to eliminate your opponents off of the map to delay their progress, inking the area. So the, so the goal is, and I've done it a few times where our team has eliminated all four of the opposing team where they all have to respawn at the same time. And it just allows you to just mop up the whole arena where it makes it almost impossible for them to come back blow I mean, your close, load if you will say what again blow your load if you will oh man Bus. oh yeah <laughs> get them a towel it's it's bad it's bad you may be leading into this i just want to i did want you to comment if you can if you can work it in you mentioned weapons and all that stuff the new weapons i, I saw that there was like a sword yeah, yeah th- there is a sword and it basically works like a sword, but it really, <laughs> it really slings your goo a long way. It gets a lot of, it gets a lot of, um, arc distance. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's got the two of the three of the highlights was, um, the triple bow, uh, which, which is a new weapon. I haven't really gotten used to it yet. Um, the transforming sword, which is what, uh, which is what Sean mentioned. 
and the umbrella, which I haven't touched yet. Um, one of the cool things about going into going into the store to purchase gear is when it comes to weapons, more unweapons unlock as you gain another level. Um, but you can test these weapons out. You can you can hit the Y button and go, I want to test this weapon out, see how it feels. So you don't have to waste your money on something that doesn't automatically feel good. It what it does is it it puts you in this miniature arena where you can just shoot the weapon, test its special sub sub weapon category, and just play with it as much as you want to see if it's something that's right and feels normal and natural and conducive to the way you play because everybody plays different. There are guys, the beginning in the when I started playing this game, the ones that were wiping me out the most are the ones that had the paintbrushes where they were just swooping back and forth mm-hmm. because it's because it's quicker as far as up close and it's more dangerous up, up close in a fight. And that's how I was getting just wiped out most of the time. So it's just a matter of your preference, what feels good to you. For me, it's just really the, the, the regular, um, what I would just consider more of an automatic weapon covers a lot of ground and it, and it does pretty well close up in a combat situation. Does it, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we were both going to ask a question. Apparently, you can you can go out. At, we'll see. Go ahead. Um, I wonder if yeah, because a lot of this is probably just random online making, like play, you know, as far as team matches. Does it have a party up system? If like you get with a group of three dudes and you guys just dominate, and now you could be like, oh, John wants to party up with you, that kind of thing. Uh, not that I've noticed. Um, obviously, you can get with your friends sure. and party up. But one of the things that interesting it does, different than Splatoon 2, which is a really great quality of life, if you find yourself in a group of four that's winning consistently, it keeps you in that group for the most part. Okay. As long as you simply continue Everybody playing keeps, online. Yeah. If, you leave the, if you leave the lobby, then that's over. But if you find yourself in a groove with a group of four that you don't even know, you but kind you of just see, naturally, yeah. So it it has a tendency to keep the, that group all together, um, and it works really well. And people, I'm very happy with that um, because you know it can keep you winning more consistently. And and I, I hate to brag, but at this point, <laughs> I'm the one that's getting the most XP. That's, out of yeah. these matches humble bro makes sense yeah um, because i so, finally i finally figured out you know you got to figure out your way to play on one hand but you got to kind of figure out the tricks of the trade you know of what works and what doesn't tricks and, are for kids bro and i gotta tell you man for the first five levels of playing the game it was getting kind of frustrating not because i was not good um, you're not john rambo i was not but i'm john rambo now <laughs> <laughs> definitely john is there, rambo is there ranked matchmaking or is it all just one sorry my bad i'm kidding it's i'm joking (laughs) there's not ranks there's not ranked matchmaking in turf war but what but and this is and this will and i'll i'll touch on this in a second but um one of the things that really kind of kind of sucks but you can understand why they did it there is some gatekeeping to this um like uh, you can't do you have to wait till you're at least level four to even start purchasing items, purchasing new weapons, things like that, purchasing new gear and outfits, which matter in this game. Um, and then level 10 
is when it finally opens up to the anarchy um, element of the game. And anarchy is where rankings matter, where you can go up a rank, go down a rank, depending on how your group of four do. And there's different elements to it. There's, uh, you know, anarchy could be kind of a tower defense where you are trying to keep control of a, of a small tower and that tower moves to either your side of the map or their side of the map as, as long as you can keep it. If you take over the tower, it starts to move in your direction. If they take over the tower, it starts to move in another direction. And the goal is to get that tower to your side at the end. And that's how you win those. So it's like, and you, and you can do those things in, in different ways with, with a group of friends sort of in a locked mode or then just open where it's just free. But if you lose, you lose a ranking. You lose ranking points yeah. that way, and yeah. it take and it can and you have to get. It's kind of a risk because you gotta you, you gotta be legit. Um, I I unlocked level ten two nights ago, so I don't have as much experience with anarchy yet. I've I've played in them and they're they're fun, but the star man, and this is something. This is also called quality of life, a big quality of life improvement from Splatoon two. Um, there was salmon run but it was kind of locked behind times that it was available in this game salmon run is available at all times you can play it anytime you want it 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 puts you in a group of four and what it is it kind of it's kind of cool you you it it sort of shoots you out of a helicopter it's like there's this helicopter that's that's sort of hovering over this small island area and it shoots your team out onto the island and your goal is to kill as many salmonids as you can to get their eggs and but most importantly to get their golden eggs that you put in the center of the island um and it's like it's it's like a real shooter killing enemies getting their stuff it's a absolute blast and i'm glad it's in splatoon 3 more consistently because it was a real star of Splatoon 2 and everybody hated the, the, the fact that it was sort of closed off and you can only play it at certain times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really just a joy to play. It's so cool. Another one that they've added is this card game, which I've look, kind of looked through the rules. I'm looking forward to playing it, but right now it seems like you can only play it against um, the computer. <laughs> We're kids of the eighties. That's how we say it. You have to play the computer. I'm like, what do you mean you have to play the computer? But, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, you can buy new cards, the more th- skills you unlock, you can win new cards, but it's, I think it's like a deck of 15 cards in order to play. And when, and, and as soon as you go talk to the lady who runs that game, she gives you a deck immediately that you can start playing. That's cool. Um, but I haven't, but I haven't really dabbled in that yet but I'm looking forward to, cause I think that was a really cool addition. Something that, something that I could see them turning into a mobile app at some point, which would be, which would be pretty cool. As far as the gear loadouts, um, you can go into the store and it's kind of a one-stop shop. You hit the, you hit the, I'm sorry, Sean, did you have something? No, okay. I do, but I mean, F it. We, we stop now. Yes. Yeah, Maybe yeah. this will be the time. Sorry. So you've mentioned a few times and you're about to go into it again about going to the store. Mm-hmm. I, I remember from all the Splatoons, it's always been in-game in money um, that you spend, like st- credits you earn to buy stuff. But a lot of games now are also offering stuff like a, you know, a pass to where you can use real-life money to purchase a pass or a real-life money to get a credit that in-game will give you a cosmetic item. 
Does Splatoon have anything like that where real money's involved, or is it mostly in-game currency only? It's all in-game currency, at least right now. And I don't think there's any plans to do any transactions like that. Gotcha. Or battle passes. And as far as I've been, as, as I, if I recall correctly, I think it's two years they're planning to support this with new content. Two or three years, I can't remember. That's good. Um, and it's and the content's free. Um, so with the store in mind, there's three. Let me see. There's five. Oh, no, sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Gear. Gear. Gear gun locker. So there's five storefronts. So you go into this store and by hitting the right or left trigger, you can go back and forth. It's kind of funny the way it works and just be immediately teleported to the next store, go back and forth. You, you need to go back to the store to get stuff for your locker, get stuff for your weapons. You just, you know, hit the top buttons and you're in and out of these stores like that. It's kind of cool. Hey, that's a switch noise. Ah, yeah, that's a switch noise. Um, <laughs> The locker, I really haven't messed with the locker that much. It's more of a cosmetic fun thing to do where you can buy stuff to decorate your locker. Um, But there's shoes to buy. There's headgear to buy, whether it's a hat, headband, sunglasses, headphones, whatever it is, shirt. um, You can buy shirts. All of these things grant you buffs um, that kind of enhance certain abilities that you have in combat. With the gear, is it primarily just those few perks and the rest of it being cosmetic? Or is it like, this is level four, you know, helmet and it has these perks on it. And then like, well, hope you didn't really love the way that looked because now you've got this level six helmet, right? And you you kind of have no choice but to put it on. It's not really locked down by what your level is. At least not that I've detected, but um, I I think as you level up, you unlock more gear. You don't unlock more gear to own. You unlock more gear to buy. So a lot of these, a lot of the gear, you look at it and it has like um, slots in the gear. Depending on how advanced the gear is, it it could have upwards of three slots. And those slots aren't, you can't necessarily, you can't automatically put something into the into that gear you have to play with that gear in order to unlock more perks gotcha you don't know what those perks are going to be but those are the perks and if you and if you find a loadout that you really like you go back into the store and you see that same item you can purchase that item again so you're wearing a shirt and you see that shirt in the store you can purchase that you can purchase the same shirt and either trade in that shirt or boost the stats of that shirt by sort of combining the two Okay. So it's a really, so they really did well with making the, I wouldn't recommend going in there and going that shirt, that shirt looks cool. I want to wear that. It's more, there's more to it than that because, you know, it's one thing to look cool, but, uh, but at the same time, I mean, right now I look ridiculous, but my staff, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. So, I I mean, there's two, there's two fronts to that. A lot of the stuff is, I mean, Plus the octolings and the inklings, they're, they're just cool looking characters. They're really, they're really, really they're really fun things to, to play with. So I got two questions for you about experiences that you may or may not have done yet. Um, yeah. I don't, the first one, I don't think you have, uh, do you don't have any amiibos? Do you, that are splatoons? Have you, if you do, have you been able to do anything in game with the, <clears throat> the amiibos? I haven't pulled them out, but I do have some splatoon amiibos. I don't think they released any new ones. 
I don't think so for either. this game. But yeah. all the all the Splatoon amiibos are usable here. There's um, this city, if you call it, want to call it that, uh, Splatsville is bigger. It's more of a metropolis. It's not this huge open world, but it's it's bigger than the other game. And in the game, off to the side, you see this amiibo like uh, box. It, yeah, amiibo, empty amiibo box that you go to, and that's where you unload it. In fact, I saw it last night, and I was like, oh, that's where that is. And I haven't activated my amiibos yet. I could do it right now if you want. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Another thing that they did, and this is, have you experienced it? I read, and I thought this would be cool leading up to it. You talked about enhancements. They enhanced, enhanced the Splatfest. Uh, they didn't make it better, per se, but they enhanced the experience. I was reading that leading up to the Splatfest, like skies can change colors. Uh, I guess like floats, like a parade float will be going around the town. And there's a big concert that leads up to it to kind of show you the winner where before they used to just be kind of a meter. And then you'd find out whoever won, you'd go win their side. Have you experienced any of that yet? The game was still early. No, I, any of that? I almost told Chris to cover NBA 2K23 this week. Yeah, because Splatfest is in a few days. I think, I think there's definitely one on the 25th of this month. So I almost, I almost asked to hold off on it, and I'm happy to talk about it next week briefly. Yeah, to give an update. But no, Splatfest is right around the corner. Um, and I and I've never done a Splatfest before, so this will be. So my you won't first know point. the difference. Like last I, year, I won't know the difference. In Splatfest two, it was just like, do you like roller coasters or water slides? Fight for your side. And in this time, it seems like they're going to start giving hints on who's winning based on the colors of the sky. And then eventually there's going to be a big concert. That just seems cool to me. Yeah, Probably this, doesn't add anything, but that's pretty dope. Yeah, it, all, it always... <clears throat> I know that Splatfest always gives you sort of a... What are you? This one is... If you were marooned on an island, would you bring gear? Would you bring food? Or would you bring toys? So it kind of so, to, when you, toys, I think toys, and it divides you up into those categories, whatever yeah. category you would, whatever you would be like one of the first ones that I could remember of from Splatoon two is, are you ketchup or mayonnaise? That kind of thing. Ketchup. Mayonnaise, baby. <laughs> well, I want you to pay attention, do some homework and see if that stuff does happen. If, if you can tell that the world is literally adapting to what is leading up to the Splatoon fest. And if things change, if if you have an influx of here's the winner right now, you can change it if you want to. I think that's super cool when they add. But I also play games like WoW and Final Fantasy where at Halloween there's a date and all of a sudden they start decorating with pumpkins or Christmas trees. It just adds something mm-hmm. to a world. Not a lot of value, you know. Yeah. There's WoW players right now. But you can get mounts. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just saying it adds like that, like it's alive if that makes sense. Yeah. And I yeah. guess, um, dang it, John. Well, buddy, you have yeah. a way. I don't know how to explain it. I say this a lot when you cover a game, but I'm like, why am I not playing that game with John? I don't know why it took me to talk about it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't thought, know. I thought you were, I thought you were, gonna I, I was, I wanted to get it. And then like you, you kind of hinted and if they missed it. You said world of Warcraft must be really good right now. Cause you can see me playing it daily. Chris is power wash simulator guy. He's also well, NBA 2K guy. I don't I don't know if I said it on the show, but I think it was last week Chris said 
what are we covering? So what are we covering? Are we covering? And I said, Dreamlight Valley. And he goes, okay. Cause it was either MB2, 2K23. I butchered that or wow. And I was like, is there something new in wow? He goes, no, Sean's just playing it a lot. <laughs> so maybe we'll just talk about it. Uh, but, I do uh, want to, I do want to bring up John that the chat is loving. I think at the, what you've kind of been talking about, you've probably been watching it too. They asked a question for Chris, but this has nothing to do with the topic. I'm going to answer it uh, to Nat. No, those are not nano leaf lights behind am, Chris. Those are just sound panels. I answered him. Um, Hag wants to know if you can transmog in this game. I guess that transmog is a term where you can just, if you do have, let's say, a flower shirt yeah. with the stats you want, can you make it look like the black button up instead? I don't think so, but you, but I, but I think, I think the game allows for loadouts. It sounds where like you can, where um, you can just have different loadouts depending on, what, you know, what you're in the mood for. It sounds, but I don't think transmog is available. Be a good idea. It sounds like from what you're describing, instead of transmog, they seem to be much more in line with like find the piece of gear you like, both cosmetically and and maybe with stats, right? And then afterwards use similar pieces to boost it up to get it to where, you know, it's okay for you to wear, but it's how you want to look. And that's how you would know the players who have played a lot, right? Is that they have a look that's distinguished that they've crafted because they've taken the time to, to pump that, that gear up. Well, it's sort of what it, what the gear does is it sort of allows you to recognize maybe the flaws in your game style mm-hmm. and say, one of the things I wish I could do better is get around the map quicker. And so you, you can buy a shirt that says it increases the inkling speed on foot and when swimming through the ink. Um, it could also say my sub, I'm not very good with my sub weapon. I'd like to be, I'd like it to be stronger as a, because I'm not very good with it to begin with. And speaking of that, I mean, sub weapons are awesome in this game. Um, right now what I have is a giant. So you, you have, you get to use your sub weapon when you cover a lot of ink and you have this meter that goes up and once it flashes, you can use your sub weapon. Currently my sub weapon is a giant hammer that I can just hammer all over the map. It is obliterative. How long do you get to use that for? Is it like a one shot? It it depends on this consistency, but it can, uh, for the hammer specifically, the hammer will keep going for about 10 seconds, giving me a lot of time to do some serious. So it's kind of like your, it's kind of like your star power power up, right? Something like that. Yeah. not a sub. It's kind of like more of a special, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a spe- it's like yeah. a special. Yeah. A sub with the sub. There's also a sub weapon that it's like where you can throw a bomb that splats out ink and things like that. Gotcha. Uh, so you have three different attack styles that I encourage everybody to get used to using all of them um, to get the advantage in this game. And as you're playing, turf war is really it's really the star of the show, aside from salmon run. Um, that really just teaches you. It, I mean, you, it, it teaches you how to gain an advantage over the over the arena. It it it's a it it doesn't. There's no tutorials. It just teaches you as you. It's one of those games that just teaches you as you play, um, where you just figure out new stuff. But um, one of the cool things that they've added to this one, at least, the, and from my recollection, they did. You can go up to this person, and just allows you to sort of tour the arenas to get a familiarity with them. So you don't, you don't have to really get into combat and learn them. You can just explore the arenas. 
um, and get a feel for them. Uh, because all the arenas have different like areas that are accessible, kind of secretly accessible, almost like Mario Kart. You jumping over a a, a cavern to get ahead of everything. There's like, like these areas. Oh. There's like these areas in in the map that if you if you're not paying attention, you don't know you can access, and they give you an aerial advantage or you know a, a, a you know a place that doesn't get covered very much. But I think nice. that covers pretty much everything I want to cover about this game. Um, it's Splatoon three. It's amazing. If you're not playing it, I'd really consider giving it a shot. It's, um, it's keeping it. It's with all the improvements, with all the quality of life improvements and everything it's doing. The fact that salmon run is here to stay all this stuff, the content right off the bat, they're telling you they're going to support it. It's, it's something that Splatoon two and the original Splatoon, it's like, this is really fun, but it's not really something that's going to keep me interested for a long time. It felt term. like, it felt like I early, f- like early preview yeah. mode, right? Yeah. Splatoon 3 seems like it really, I'm not going to compare it directly to Assassin's Creed 2 versus Assassin's Creed, but it's almost like this particular game really took note of everything in Splatoon 2 that was really amazing and just ramped it up. It's like they, it's if it wasn't broke, but they fixed it. <laughs> right. And that, that makes complete sense, to be quite honest. It's like I all the want- ideas, all the ideas are there and they're in place. They just really made everything quality. I, the difference between Splatoon 2 and Splatoon 3 is quality of life. Nice. Hands down. Uh, before you give your Richard, I did want to update. Uh, and for those of you who've been listening for weeks, you've noticed that we have a trend going. Uh, something is better than Odyssey, and in the chat we did not. Dreamlight Valley is better. Than <laughs> we did not have that in chat until our friend from across the pond, Nat the Gooner, came in chat. He started it off this week with Broken Bidet is better than Odyssey. Um, oh. Heck himself arrived, and he immediately said Splooge is better than Odyssey because that matches, of course, the topic. Uh, and then, and then apparently our very own Chris got involved. Uh, because you guys picked up on the fact that Chris was, um, he picked up on the fact that there was some negative input about NBA 2K. So he he said that NBA 2K was better than Odyssey. And also he specifically mentioned the game directed at somebody he knows very well. Uh, so then Hag said, John, Bidet is better than Odyssey, which is better than Stadia. Which is better than NBA 2K. <laughs> that was a quadruple better than. I like it very much. Uh, it's good to have that tradition going. So that's good. Uh, and I, I digress. I did not mean to get off topic, but it was for those of you been listening. That's a that's a streak we got to keep going. It was good to update that. But John, are you ready to give this thing a working, Richard? Yeah, absolutely. This is a nine point seven five. The only day. Oh, <laughs> just only, give it a ten. Just have guts. Just be be a man. The only ding ding I gave it was was the fact that I resented the hell out of the fact that I had to wait to get to level 10 to access. You're mad at yourself for that. And the game because of how easy it was to get just completely ignore the fact that you couldn't import your previous six level 16 in your case. Your previous yeah, let me, and let me say it again. I, I said this last week. If you haven't gotten this game yet and you have a save from Splatoon 2, pay attention to the prompts of this game and make sure that your save is located on the switch that you 
that you're playing Splatoon 3 on. Because I don't know if you recall from last week, my old save was on the red switch that I have upstairs. Um, it wasn't on my OLED. And the fact that it wasn't on my OLED, because it wasn't on my OLED, the new game didn't recognize a save that I had. So I lost a level 16, which could have immediately jumped me into all this stuff and given me all these perks. I really missed out. From what I'm reading, it's really beneficial to move that save over if you have it. So pay attention, Google it, read up on it, make sure you don't screw it up. What if you don't have a switch anymore that was on? Cloud. Cloud gaming. Uh, in theory, it would be, well, shoot. No. Cloud. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this interesting. Interesting. Interessante. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But yeah, that's, um, but that's, that's, that's my fault. So that has nothing to do with, you know, dinging it 0.25. Um, the, uh, the experiences, a lot of the experiences are gated behind what level you are. Um, because I mean, none of, none of this stuff is really skill. None of this stuff makes you a better player per se. It's not like it's, um, I mean, there's perks that give you a certain amount of advantage, but if you're not good, you're not good. If you're good, you're good. I'm good. Get good. So, but really enjoyed this game. Um, this is automatically in the top five. Probably not gonna. Probably not gonna leave the top five. Well, I'm really glad you gave it a ten because that's how I'm gonna remember it. Nine point seven five. <laughs> Question is, why aren't you guys playing? That's what I really want to know. I'm playing NBA 2K. I'm Mount Farming. And given how much money I've spent <laughs> on NBA 2K this year, I feel like I need to play NBA 2K. Yeah, I bet. Because yeah. <laughs> right now, for me, Mount Farming is greater than the purchase of Splatoon 3, and I don't think that that's... I have no reasoning behind that. Oh, and because I got it at GameStop, they gave me stickers. That's stickers. Oh. Everybody likes a good sticker. If we go right? to lunch and I looked at the back of your car and there was a bunch of Splatoon... Stickers. I was I'd thinking be, about I'd be just, so happy. There's like seven stickers, and I was thinking about just splatting them all on my laptop. There you go. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It would. What the heck is that? Splooge. Hot <laughs> <laughs> off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents the news. Nudes. All right, let's read. Let's read fast. Record time, folks. Record time. Rick, what's happening? Why do we got to read fast? Why do we got to bring the folks the news, John? Advance. You have plenty of drink in that gigantic cup, by the way. Uh, so it's me. I'm up first. Chris, That's Sean, and John. Chris, Sean, and John. Chris is up first. <laughs> He's going to talk about some more Nintendo. According to Nintendo, Advance Wars 1 and 2 is still on the way. The game was originally due for release on April 8th, but was delayed because of the Ukrainian conflict for some reason. Uh, Nintendo informed Steven Toledo of Axios, quote, the release has been delayed. We will announce the new date once it has been determined. The original Advance Wars was originally released in 2001 on the Game Boy Advanced and tells the fictional story of two neighboring nations who are in conflict. I feel like when it does come, it's just going to be they'll have a Nintendo Direct for something that day, and they'll be like, by the way, Advance Wars 1-2 out very today. Very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> very quick and subtle. Very subtle. But we were asking about this 
to mm-hmm. ourselves, I believe, out loud. And shout out to the news team for finding this little nugget, you know? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very nice, as the boys say. Are, are we interested in playing this at all, potentially? Oh, God, yes. It looks great. Yeah? You think it's going to be better than your 10 your ten you just rated Splatoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a ten point two five. This is how <laughs> when I'm when I'm impersonating Sean, saying yeah, I do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just killed me. <laughs> um, I don't know how to pivot to this. Let's just call it excellent Smithers. Excellent Smithers. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's that'll work. Uh, apparently, Sony is pleased with the Xbox Activision buyout investigation saying that the acquisition has, quote, major negative implications for gamers. Indeed, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority has recommended beginning a second phase investigation in the acquisition. They, uh, the belief is that it could damage competition in the industry. According to Sony, this is a quote, of course, by giving Microsoft control of Activision games like Call of Duty, this deal would have major negative implications for gamers and the future of the gaming industry. We want to guarantee PlayStation's gamers continue to have the highest quality gaming experience, and we appreciate the CMA's focus on protecting gamers. That was the end of the quote. This statement comes following Jim Ryan's recent expression of dissatisfaction regarding Call of Duty on PlayStation, which we did, in fact, bring to you last week on this very fine podcast. So the news continues, huh? On the on the Sony and Xbox and buyouts and craziness, boys. Yeah, I imagine they will fight to the better end on this. Uh, I think no. it's the bitter end, Chris, not the better end. I thought it said bitter, but yeah, maybe it's it probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I meant to say bitter. I I mean this. In, I mean this with all respect. Sony's really whining right now. <laughs> And they also, are they are whinging, as I would call it, or as Game of Thrones would call it. My fanboyism forum between all the negative PR, you know, the broken PlayStations, mm-hmm. uh, all of that stuff. It's it's been rough. So much so that I said, if my PlayStation doesn't return working, I told Chris that I was probably just going to cut the cord. And just so what I miss, I miss God of War. And he mentioned, well, once I beat it, you can borrow my PlayStation if you, you wanted. You don't need God of War. You got um, Skull and Bones. But you know, it, it's it's interesting to me. Uh, Sony is in that phase. It's look before I I should preface when I say that they're whining. It's not that I disagree with. I, I agree with their position. I, I think that I, I you know we've had this discussion, so I'll just say it briefly. I think that. Xbox's acquisition of Activision Blizzard could have some serious negative ramifications for the gaming industry. Sure. That being said, Sony is sort of in this stage of their existence, and we talk about this periodically, where the PlayStation 2 era, they become a little bit too big for their own ingenuity, if you will, and the the underdog comes along and and starts to innovate because that's what an underdog has to do to survive and so Sony's kind of in that phase where they're price hiking in different markets of the world, um, their 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 machines still hard to find and by all accounts if you if you compare it to the Xbox 
series of consoles versus this one. It's a lower grade quality of console. It seems maybe not, maybe I'm reading the tea leaves wrong on that, but Mm -hmm. it's anecdotal evidence that I've seen. Um, partly due, (laughs) partly due to one of our, one of our hosts on this show. Um, you know, it's, it's like, it's like your controller, my controller stays hooked up to a charger at all times. I mean, is it a great controller? Yeah, but is it? No, <laughs> it's one of the worst amazing controllers that I've ever had in my life. It's just, a, it's just a horrible piece of junk. That's amazing to use. Yeah. Um. So yeah. It's I mean, haptically I, delicious. I feel, I feel Sony's frustration while simultaneously I'm frustrated at Sony because they're in this mode where we have God of war shut the hell up. Yeah. And that's kind of what their mentality is. It seems, but, um, that's my, that's my soapbox. I I would be a little, so I'm sorry, Sean. It's, it's, look, (laughs) I can't say another word. No, go for it. Go for it. Let's say it. You're sorry. (laughs) And speaking of what I've been talking about over the past three minutes, it has been officially confirmed. And this is just another example that PSVR two will not be able to play games originally made for PlayStation VR. SVP of platform experiences, Hideaka Nishino a name that Chris could never pronounce. I sure did if he said it. I'll tell you that much. Hidaki. Uh, no, no. <laughs> he, con- he confirms this by saying, quote, PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2 because PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next generation VR experience. This means developing games for the PSVR 2 requires a whole different approach than the original PSVR. He said nothing in that quote. PSVR 2 won't be out until sometime next year. You guys know that I do not care about VR that much, but even I'm irritated by this because it makes no practical sense. Yeah, it does. It's like saying it's like saying that you can't bring over new content to the PlayStation 5 because it's a next generation experience. Chris, just gaslit me. I'm lit, boys. I'm lit. It makes hey, Chris. It, it ma- you it, go first. It I, makes, I need, I'm going to stew over here. It makes sense because of, okay, in total, you've had like about five to six million of the original PSVRs that sold, right? You don't have a huge library, but the fact of the matter is all those games were built on a completely different technology than what this new system is being built on. Before, you didn't have inside-out facing cameras in there. You had a camera that was your PlayStation camera. Everything that was tracking was done through where the light bulbs were on your, uh, what do they call them? Chris, do this again. Yeah, just keep doing this. (laughs) Sean's not even paying attention. (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, you have that for the tracking. What are they called? You know, the the move controllers, right? That's how it does now you have an inward facing out system that's instead tracking where your position in the room is to where your hands are requiring every developer to go in and figure out how to do that especially when you're, you're thinking of things you're, like you're shouting like things like doom vr <laughs> I got, I got. uh things like doom vr elder scrolls vr it just doesn't 
makes sense. It makes a lot more sense to give the freedom to someone like, uh, what's the uh, popular, the Beat Saber game, right? It makes more sense to say, hey, why don't you make an update for your game and put it on PSVR 2? And that's probably what will happen. The very popular VR games probably will get an update for PSVR 2. But just to make everything for free? backwards. For free? For free? That, free. Yeah, that's, I don't know about that. Let's go and just call a spade a spade. It's not going to be free. But currently, there's 669 VR titles mm-hmm. that were made for PSVR. So we're just slapping those folks and saying, hey, good luck. Um, hopefully, you can make it on our new system. Here's my problem. Okay, and here's where I'm coming from. Everything you said is technically is technically right. You know how I would like to say you're not wrong. Sure. But what, what heats me up is the fact, one, that I'm in my predicament. This is a me thing, specifically because of the PSVR. And it's compatibility that I had to adjust to to play the game sure. on PS5. Now, keep in mind, I did that because the system can play PSVR games. The system accepts the disc and accepts the technology via an adapter to play PSVR games. So, on one hand, I'm okay. And anybody who owned the PSVR, you're probably thinking, thank God at least that we had the adapter that we could plug into the back of our PSVR, mm-hmm. I mean, our PS5 to make our PSVRs work. But here's what we were looking for. We were looking to maybe just keep the discs, you know, because the headset itself, like Chris said, it is very much inferior to what we think the PSVR2 is going to be. Mm-hmm. There are cable limitations. There's visual limitations. There's a bunch of limitations. But, I mean, it would not be unheard of for a new technology to accept old technology. Yeah. You know, and I have to say they, I feel like they're damned if they do damned, if they don't, because watch your mouth. We're on a family podcast here, bro. (laughs) We said douche earlier, multiple times. We finished with a (laughs) kadoosh. We made it. Okay. Uh, but the problem here is that the people who bought the PSVR like Sean, they're enthusiasts, right? So I understand and I'm not shocked that Sean is the one who's ticked off about this. The problem for them is that it, it again, it's just the trouble it would take for them to adapt all these titles and to make them come forward based on how one technology was set up versus the other, which therefore, yeah, it might put off someone like Sean from picking up PSVR to on day one, which is why they need to come hard, which is why I think they're coming with something like horizon, uh, you know, zero dawn, as far as a, a VR experience and really pushing that as a day one, uh, seller of the system. That's what their goal is here. I think they still face the uphill battle. I mean, like there were previews for this device all this week, right? And everyone was really positive on it. But I still think the number one thing that's going to hold them back that they have to overcome is the fact is even though the wire is this big, it's still a wire. And in a lot of people's because eyes, it's who, still, right, still using the console. Yes. The power. It, a lot of people who love VR's eyes, the quest is the thing, you know, that's VR to them. Well, and, and again, I, I, I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. you know? It's just very frustrating because they're going to charge. I'm going to lose out. Correct. Basically, because they are going to bring the games that were already existing. Some of them were very good to the PSVR 2, and it just sucks so much. And they're going to want to charge. I've been here before. You're going to, they're going to want to charge so much money for these, for this experience. 
And the one thing we can't forget, unlike the meta, which uh, intended to target a wider audience, it introduced, especially when Facebook bought it, it's turned into meta. You know the whole deal. It, it was a widely available. Sure. And it, it introduced a whole market of people. They even ran ads. I mean, it just, you, you guys know what it did. The data's there. But, but, but the PlayStation VR 2 is still for the niche VR gamer who specifically likes the titles, the big boys, you know, the, the, the exclusives that PS is, uh, PlayStation will bring to PSVR 2. It's just, I think you said, you, you know, they're damned if they do them, if they don't. I think it's a miss. Mm-hmm. I don't think the, I don't think anybody would have been mad about, what? I can play my PSVR game on PSVR 2. <laughs> no one was going to be outraged on that. So well, I, I would hope maybe more so. They need to work with these developers and if they are going to bring those original PSVR games to PSVR 2, it should be this thing like to go to Beat Saber and be like, look, we will help give you the tools. So this is a, easy transition for you, right? All we ask is don't resell this game, you know, do right by our consumers and they'll do right by you. And that's, that, that's something that unfortunately when we think of Sony and this is not turning yeah, into a bash Sony thing. They, there's a lot of times they just will drop technology, move on to the next thing. They're not dropping the virtual reality world. Mm-hmm. They just decided to make a move as it, as it, you know, as it related to, PSVR and PSVR 2. And yeah, there probably was a lot of technological, you know, roadblocks, if you will. Yeah. I just feel like I'm the kind of person, I'm an eternal optimist. I feel like roadblocks could have been overcome. If probably you with a lot to, of money. <laughs> if you wanted to. Yeah. But this is this piece of news sucked for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It kind of made me upset. But do you, do you want some good news or uplifting news? I mean, I could use some right now, Chris. Okay. Well, Sean, um, Cyberpunk 2077, everyone's most popular launch game ever, has achieved its highest concurrent player count on Steam since January 2021. According to Steam charts, the game has around 85,555 concurrent players on Steam this past weekend. The game originally had over a million players at launch back in December 2020 before its steady decline. The boost can obviously be attributed to the critical reception of the Cyberpunk Edge Runners DLC, as well as uh, I believe the very well received and um, on available now on Netflix, the Cyberpunk Edge Runners show that's out there that everyone nice. Is, yeah, it's just like going ham for. Do I finally play Cyberpunk? <laughs> it's definitely would be the time <laughs> yeah uh, everybody that i know who played it and if they actually got lucky mm-hmm. and had limited you know negative experiences they they love the game i want to like the i want a period now where and it'll probably be when the dlc the big expansion comes yeah where i can step back and and then like go okay let's just start from the beginning and do do the DLC with a restart of this game and see where we've gone from where we started. That'd be, that'd be a good approach. Uh, and I'd, I'd, I'd be honest to welcome that as a topic for the show because of how much of a mess it was. I wonder if, if our fine folks would want to hear that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That'd be some good stuff. A mess that not even my bidet could clean up. (laughs) Do you think you have a leaky bidet? He either has a leaky bidet or he has the worst bidet ever. 
No, I just got a tarry butthole. Anyway. Anywho, we did mention we have a leak, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, here we go. If you're excited about potential news leaks, we got you. Uh, we didn't come first, though. Uh, at, wait, what? After a leak online of in-development game footage claiming to be GTA 6. <laughs> your ears perked up yet? Rockstar Ooh. Games has confirmed its authenticity. According to a statement from the developer, this is a quote, so it has parenthesis, wait, quotation marks around it, not parenthesis. We recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our player, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this game, this next game, sorry, when it's ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation, and that's how that quote ends. Over 100 videos of the game were leaked online anonymously, showing gameplay. In addition, GTA 6 isn't the only studio with leaked footage. Indeed, an early version of Diablo 4 mm, mm-hmm. has now appeared online. Reddit users uh, spotted two videos uploaded anonymously to a file-sharing website that contained several minutes of Diablo 4 footage in its early development. So, so there you go. How do you guys feel about that? For the record, I think the Diablo 4 footage is like literally some idiot who's in one of their closed betas recorded the footage and uploaded it. And I, I imagine that Blizzard will be coming after them uh, pretty hard because you're not supposed to do that. Uh, as far as the GTA stuff, it it sucks. You know, I, I want to see this game and I'm excited and I'm not going to act like I didn't see any of the footage because I definitely did. It was, I mean, when I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, right? It was like every three videos I would see, hey, here's this character taking out a gun and what it looks like when they move it around because it's a some sort of physics test, right, for the game. And I could tell just by how certain things looked and how the characters look. I was like, well, I definitely know where this game is going to be set, which kind of sucks. I don't think this is going to matter long term just because GTA is such a powerful series and and well-known series that we won't be thinking about this once we get into their world. But I also am kind of sad because rockstar has this ability to not talk for years. And then all of a sudden one day go, here's a 45 second trailer with literally that tells you nothing has no words, just has some music. And those 45 seconds, if you're, if you're a rockstar fan, that is all you need. It sells you on it. And then they'll put out some images, you know, over the next two months. And then finally, maybe about three months before the game is actually coming out, will they even give you an idea of what you're about to experience? And that, well, it sucks. That's lost now. It, it, first of all, yeah, I'm on team. This sucks, you know, yeah. uh, cause you do want it at the developer's dis- discretion to release when they're ready. Mm-hmm. So we kind of know this is legit. One thing we're not saying is how bad that footage looked though. No I mean, one's saying hey, if you need to fix GTA yeah. six before that piece of crap comes out. No one's saying that. No. So at least let's find a positive. 
in in a really bad situation. Um, in the in the expansion pass, they should release that game as a bonus. Because you remember, guys, when they showed us Halo Infinite, how much we loved that. <laughs> knowing knowing Rockstar, there's going to be a mission that references this now. Knowing yeah, that, just knowing. Yeah. That. How come when somebody leaks GTA Six, the FBI gets involved, but when Jason Schreier leaks Assassin's Creed every year, they give him a pay raise? <laughs> because it's they a good didn't point. hack a server to get that info. Because I think you, don't know, you don't know that. Actually, because there was a GTA. GTA is no. better, greater than Assassin's Creed. <laughs> there was a thing today. Apparently, some guy who does testing on um, Ubisoft games has become guy identified, like outed himself that he is the lead leaker of all this stuff that has like caused Ubisoft problems through the years. I think I noticed that. Yeah. So now that guy, he might be screwed <laughs> to your point, John. Yeah. <laughs> he might be. I, I don't know. But Jason Schreier comes forward and goes, yep, that's the guy. <laughs> that's I, uh, I didn't want to see anything Diablo yet. I saw what they wanted to show me at that last thing they showed me. I don't want any of that spoiled. Yeah. And so. they just announced their beta. Like there's a closed beta right now that you can sign up if you are, I guess, hardcore. So we probably all don't qualify because I think it has to be like you played this. Clarissa much. used to. Well, it has to be like you've done this much in the game for the last 60 days or something like that. Well, I was I, w- I was going to make a joke about how she had a save file that at one time would have made her. Why would you? Legit- why would, you why would I do back? that? Why would you do that? Why did bring- I? Why did I do that? Like, it was like, my greatest failure. That? And you just bring it up. Do I talk about your bad DJ sets? I don't do that. Oh, that's a, that's, is that the same to you? That's, that might be, or did I just get like, I poked you with a stick and you threw a stick of dynamite at me. Who knows? I will, dynamite. I will, come, I will come hard at you. Come hard in the paint. I don't Chris, know if I've John, ever seen Sean. So Chris. Well, this exchange well, has been the highlight of my evening. Right. You're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I got to read all this. Yes, Chris. And you got to read your 74-page novel that you wrote at the end of the news today. Really? This is the complaint? Okay. This is your punishment. Isn't isn't this mine? Chris, oh. John, Sean. No, he's right. Wait. It is. It is his. I have the next one. Yeah. Yay. All, All right. right. We have a leak. My name's Sean. <laughs> it's Chris, Sean, John. So it's John. John does Tokyo. Took me a while to get here, boys. I missed the first bus, but I'm here on the second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to give you the highlights from the Tokyo Game Show. There weren't much, but let's get into it. The Winter Saga will reach its conclusion with next month's DLC to Resident Evil Village. The DLC will be titled Shadows of Rose, which is slated for a release date of October 28th. And the DLC is said to be about four hours in length length, and will wrap up the Winter's storyline. The Yakuza series has always been known as Like a Dragon in Japan and will now ring true for the localized versions for all future games in the franchise. We have also learned a new title in the works, including Ishin, a long-awaited localization of Yakuza's samurai spinoff Like a Dragon 8. Star Wars Eclipse is coming from Quantic Dream and will be an action-adventure game that will return the fundamentals of Quantic Dream that will retain, sorry, the fundamentals of Quantic Dream games in addition to a very strong story, quote, a very strong story, very strong characters, multiple playable characters, and of course, 
giving the players the possibility to change through their actions and decisions how the story unfolds, end quote. Deathloop <gasps> is finally coming to Xbox Game Pass with a newly extended ending. It will also come with a new weapon, new enemy types, new upgrades, cross-platform matchmaking for player versus player. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is adding three new monsters, where Sean says monsters, including the <laughs> violet, the violet Mizutsune, flaming mm. Espinaz, and Rise Risen Camellios, with a new update launching September 29th. I crisped that one for sure. Hey, I'm yeah, so, I kind of liked it. I'm so glad it was John and not Chris on this. I, I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie. Hey John, why don't we play more Monster Hunter together? Yeah, man. So because we got to play, I got to get Splatoon 3 tonight. Do you guys think there's going to be a moment in Star Wars Eclipse where you have to chop your own hand off when they say that they're going back to core quantic dream values? I, that's probably a good joke. I just don't know what it means. I'm, I'm lost. And probably heavy rain. one of the quantic core. Yeah, heavy rain. Yeah, it's oh, heavy rain. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, how much do you love your kid? Do you love it more than your hand? Let's find Good. out. <laughs> uh, I've downloaded Deathloop on uh, Games Pass. I'm going to try it again, John. Oh, yeah? I'm going to try <laughs> it again. You've already played it. I have. Maybe the new ending will get me. I don't know. Probably not. Probably oh, yeah, not. I forgot. You hated that game. I didn't hate it. The game it. was garbage per Chris. I think I yeah. gave it an eight. Chris actually said Odyssey was better than Deathloop. <laughs> <laughs> it was also that uh <laughs> that like a dragon spinoff looks great when i saw that somewhere recently maybe on the steam store maybe it popped up as like coming soon maybe i don't know i saw it because i went that looks like a yakuza game but it had an i name on it right mm-hmm. and then there it was yeah or as harry style says as it was <laughs> That's just a ripoff of uh, Aha's take on me. I feel like the more he just you're going to call Harry Styles a thief like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, say a play announcements. They had yeah, one of should, those. We should probably. Yeah, it's probably fine. Tekken Eight was officially revealed with a reveal trailer. A release yeah. date has yet to be shared, but looks to be exclusive to next gen only. God of War got a new gameplay trailer showing off new gameplay in Cinemax. A limited dual sense controller was also announced along with the release of the game. Hogwarts Legacy is getting a PlayStation exclusive quest. The footage is <laughs> right. The footage showed off Hogsmeade centered quest involving a spooky shop in a creepy basement. Project Eve has been renamed to Stellar Blade and is coming in 2023. The trailer showed off a mix of gameplay and Sim Max, and this one got my attention. Uh, Team Ninja has announced a open world samurai game called Rise of Ronin with a PlayStation 5 2024 release window. A trailer showed off uh, a setting during the modernization period of Japan. Clarification: Did uh, Ronin get your attention or Stellar Blade? Because you said it right after you read Ronin. Stellar Blade. Oh, uh, Ronin, Ronin did. Yeah, because as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, so they made Last Samurai the game? That's awesome." Stellar Blade <laughs> is what got my attention. Ooh. Again, that game looks incredible. The combat in that game, well, she's fine, but that combat <laughs> was amazing. Mm. 
Yeah. I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to play that game because you point, but I can't wait to play it. I thought it was a solid state of play, really, to be quite honest with you. As soon as not, not the best, but solid. As soon as a boy shot that arrow and that freaking wolf jumped into the sky, I was like, that's all I needed. That was all I yeah. needed. Game yeah. of the year. <laughs> of course. Hope you guys enjoy it. I really do. It's going to be a good time for you boys. Sean, you want to come over? Well, I would love to. At least I'd be accessible to playing the game. Every time I die, you take over. And then when you die, I'll take old over. Old school. Yeah. yeah. Old school. I like it. This my is you, buddy. Yelled. Yeah, I know. But my wife just yelled. and I wonder if something's going on. Well, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. We're going to talk about accessibility in the future. Xbox head Phil Spencer and corporate vice president Sarah Bond have stated the future of gaming is all about accessibility and breaking down barriers. Cue in Chris Jericho's intro music. Break it down. <laughs> we all know that 3 billion people play games, but they can't all play together today, right? There's right. all these barriers, right? <laughs> There's all these barriers between the platforms for various reasons. And a lot of what we do at Xbox is we want to take those away. We want everyone to be able to play together globally, regardless of what kind of hardware they're on, and be able to communicate and do those things together with, with instant translation. Take down all these barriers, no matter your ability. It isn't something only for one group of people somewhere or someplace. Your best friend can live on the other side of the world. You would have no idea what they look like or what language they speak. And that is going to unlock amazing experiences for you and relationships you otherwise would have never had. Mm. That's pretty cool. For sure. They push it hard. I mean, they're not the only ones. Obviously, Naughty Dog's gone hard in the paint on accessibility with their games and it, it just, I'm I'm glad every time I go in there and like when I start up one of these AAA games, no matter who it is, and the first thing it pulls up is a huge menu to say, hey, we understand everyone's different. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way for you right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? That's- I, yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> say. Is that it? Um, I've done something and I've clicked to where I can see the header on my notes and I don't like it, but that's a me thing. I also like Iron Man. Let's just set this up properly, boys. (laughs) Um, was that me? Yes. That's why I appreciate the laugh with the silence. It makes me happy. All right. So Iron Man. (laughs) Is in development. EA Motive, the store, uh, the studio behind the Dead Space remake, has announced that they have are developing a, an upcoming Iron Man game. They announced via Twitter that they are collaborating with Marvel Games on an all new single player action adventure Iron Man game. The project is still in the early stages of development, but we look forward to hearing more. Particularly if you can punch people through walls with that pulse uh, weapon that Iron Man has, and they should get Robert Downey Jr. to do the voice. That's You're not money. wrong because in Iron Man VR, he is not the guy with the voice. Of course, he's not. Sure would like to play that game. For sure. I hope it's yep. good. I do too. I, I I really, Iron Man, 
depending on the day, it's probably my favorite Marvel person. Oh, yeah. screw you, Peter Parker. <laughs> it's really Spider Man's probably three or four for real. Oof. Screw yeah, you, I'll, Bruce, I'll, Bruce I'll, Banner. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Batman's definitely better than Peter Parker. True. I <laughs> got him. Well, Chris, uh, the spotlight is on you. Um, you uh, hopefully got a glass of water so you can make it through this, but it's fine. We you watched this, you were very happy about this, so this is some good stuff for some news for information for us. Here we go. Finally, this week, Nvidia has unveiled its first two cards of its RTX 4000 series, the GeForce. 4090 RTX and the GeForce 4080 RTX. Using the company's new Ada Lovelace architecture, which includes the third generation of DLSS, the 4090 series will host 24 gigs of G6X memory, while the 4080 series will include two memory configurations, one that has 12 gigs and the other that has 16 gigs. NVIDIA is promising that each card will be two to four times faster than the previous TI models. I think I mean more powerful. The 4090 will cost $1,599 and will release on October 12th, while the 24080 cards will release on November, no date, uh, and cost $1,199 and $899. But this was not the only NVIDIA news this week. In an announcement that took Maine by surprise, EVGA announced they will no longer be making NVIDIA graphics cards. EVGA has ceased all future graphics card operations, but will continue to sell remaining stocks of its current products, which it expects to run out by the end of the year. And it will support customers who own their graphics cards going for you know further. Uh, EVGA has cited disrespectful treatment by NVIDIA as its chief reason for ending the partnership, stating NVIDIA would reveal important information to the public at the same time as it would EVGA, and that would undercut third-party manufacturers by offering founder editions of the cards at a lower price than third-party manufacturers. At this time, EVGA has said no employees will be laid off, but will be reassigned to other business areas. NVIDIA graphics cards account for 80% of EVGA's business, and the company has also stated it will not seek out new partnerships with the likes of Intel and AMD. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought- like the fact that they came, I like that they, the fact that they came out and said that. I really yeah. do. But that kind of is a, mm, isn't it? Yeah, I think from what I've gathered, like when I've been listening to Linus and um, Linus Tech Tips, Jace Two Cents, it's kind of like this hidden thing that maybe the public doesn't know, but that NVIDIA is, they're they're kind of just a-holes to work with from what it sounds like. You know, they realize they're the top dog and they can restrict things and they don't have to give you anything. And I, I guess that makes more sense for maybe the likes of Linus and, and Jace Two Cents because they're just creators but you would think with your partners you would want to do everything you can to help support them right so that they're were they're ready they're not surprised um and it, it it's shocking because evga i think this generation was the one card you could find the most 
and was often considered one of the best cards to get with the uh, For the Win series. So I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, there's rumors that NVIDIA is playing to manipulate the market this fall because they have too many cards in stock and probably are not going to have the demand they originally thought they were going to have. Um, but that said, I'll probably end up buying a 4080 at some point, just knowing me. But it sucks for UGA. I don't know what they're going to do. Guessing they're gone yeah. for good. But we, you, it's funny because you and I were talking today about me maybe upgrading my graphics card, mm-hmm. going over to what I consider the dark side being funny or whatever <laughs> with an NVIDIA card. And you even said, hey, man, if you can scoop up a, a EVGA, do it. I'm a little nervous because they, they'll say on one hand we'll continue to support it. Mm-hmm. But can they continue to support it? You know? Well, the one I was suggesting to you was actually no. I suggested you the NVIDIA one because it is cheaper. It's like yeah, way it cheaper. Is, yeah. And at that time, I didn't even realize that that was literally proof of what NVIDIA yeah. is doing to EVGA, or at least what EVGA is saying they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The I guess the bigger question is going to be, is this going to be something where in two, three years, everyone else? Because like EVGA, unfortunately, the only other thing I know them for is power supplies, right? Um, besides GPUs, but like Gigabyte, um msi and such they all make motherboards they all make cases they make um you know ram and all that kind of stuff cooling systems so i feel like they could all if they felt like this wasn't worth it to them anymore they could just say okay screw you nvidia we're moving on and they'll take the hit but i don't know it's it's kind of sad john you don't got to worry about that because you're not getting an nvidia card are you Question, sure. what is a graphics card? Well, John, <laughs> it makes graphics, and it's a card. What? Okay. <laughs> nice. Anyways. Anywho's. That's it? We fizzling out on the news? It's okay if we are. Oh, I hear the music. There it is. Do you want to wrap this up, Sean? Never. John, you look like you're grooving. Do you want to? Just to be safe. Electronic mail from the future. <laughs> that sounds so different when we hear it live than when I listen to it in the post production produced show. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you you know it by now. This is the part of the show we simply call emails, right? But it's more than that. It's your content. It's what you bring to the show. And thank God for Alejandro. Otherwise, I just got to point that out. Y'all aren't ready for that curveball, but we about got Thanos, boys and girls. Yeah. You were one email away, folks. I want you to think about that this week. I want you to think hard. I want you to think about what you love in this world and what it would be like if it was just gone tomorrow. Forever, even. What? Sean will tell you. If I don't get emails and somehow Alabama loses to Vanderbilt this Saturday, I will it snap doomsday. everything. Everything. 
Am I reading this? Doomsday. Or is John? Or are you? I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. Go I'll for it. it. <clears throat> Gentlemen, thank you for reading my emails every week. <laughs> We're desperate. Uh, especially since you do it for free. Most other podcasts, which are not the world's greatest, only answer questions from their Patreon subscribers. What is a Patreon? You know? <laughs> well, that's funny because that's keep reading. My question is, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Patreon? If you were to put WGC on Patreon, what would be the tiers and perks? Follow-up question, at what tier do I get the John Unchained <laughs> tirade videos? Supportively yours, Alejandro, sent for my S-N-E-S, rhymes with not mess. I you gotta say Alejandro. it, John. Snes. <laughs> Snes. you actually listen, man. You write good emails. Uh, you know, no matter what, I like it. You've been on a roll, and you actually get us thinking and stuff like that. Well, I can say before uh, before Sean's untimely accident, we were actually having discussions about doing this, um, and I think I had bounced around the idea of. Uh, a perk of being a Patreon subscriber would be access to a a, a, a show called Weekly Retro Chat, chat mm-hmm. where we would be discussing, and I, it could be every two weeks. I, we hadn't really hashed it out to, to a certain to that extent because I decided to crash on a motorcycle. And he was, I think, I think I was talking to him while he was on the motorcycle, <laughs> and when I said it. He just completely spaced out. And I said, said, I busted. And then, you know. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? You had an orgasm. <laughs> Say what, John? Ah. <laughs> uh, Hillary, Hillary, look at me. Don't do this to me right now. <laughs> Hillary, look at me. Look at me. Hillary. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Chris, I don't honestly know why Sean thinks that's so funny, <laughs> but the fact that he left. It's the Bill, right? Bill Clinton plus the, the Hillary. Hillary, the look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> and Hillary's going. Yeah, like, here we go again, Bill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's, so we did, there you go, John, you answered that question perfectly because that's where my mind, was, my mind was going to. We would do it to where there was a, Obviously, uh, some we thought, what could we give them? Because feet picks are out, right? Well, <laughs> are they? Are they? Uh, stuff like that. We would want to give you something that only you'd be able to get, you know. So it's yeah. not off the table, but it's also not. It's not. It's 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 not like currently on the table. If that makes and, sense. And we would uh, at the end of every show, we would make Chris thank every patron individually. <laughs> or he had to go video edit all their names. Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would love that. That'll yeah. be for the uh $3,000 uh tier subscriber. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look, I'll, I before we pivot since there was only one email we want to read this week, Boo. I'll give you guys an update uh since last week it was updated on emails about my PlayStation. So the plan A B and C that we had did not work. So we are at a reset point where we possibly have a working PlayStation, but it's going to sound like a turbine fan of an airplane as I play the game. Potentially. My wife, bless her soul, she was like, she's like, well, babe, at least when you play games, you have headphones on, so it'll be fine. 
And to which I said, but what if you hear it? And she goes, then we're going to throw that away. <laughs> I saw her this morning. Yeah. I told her I loved her. Nice. Then I left the house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But that's a there. reminder. You were, the, you were there. You, you, true. Well, I was asleep, man. I don't get up. <laughs> Bye, John. <laughs> uh, that's a reminder just because apparently you guys forgot the email address I mean and we only plug it 15 times an episode weeklygameschat at gmail.com uh, we won't we won't we won't we won't I, I, when I said we won't just now guys I responded on air to a twitch chat from uh, Heg himself he's always very active in the twitch chat and that's your reminder that we are on twitch.tv you could see this hot mess express of the world's Greatest podcast being made live. So why don't you do that? Uh, we're going to move over to Twitter. I have no idea. We got a lot of notifications. Apparently, while we're streaming, Pokimane is trending, uh, oh. along with Hassan Abi, and they both are Twitch streamers, or at least, but like in Pokemon's case, she was. But apparently, this is a big topic right now on whether or not the platform known as Twitch should ban gambling. And that is a hot button topic. Um, so if you don't know, Pokimane's on the side of uh, like her tweet was like if Twitch should ban gambling. And as we speak, I saw it go from 5,000, 6,000 all the way up. Now it's almost 10 and a half thousand likes. Um, so this thing will probably start trending. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but we are at Weekly Games Chat. Twitter.com at Weekly Games Chat. Um, and I'm looking here. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we're rolling with. Nope, nothing new in the mentions. Like, specifically, that's cool. Um, I have no no qualms with that. Twitter was kind of off for me this week. I didn't really get into it a lot. I don't know why. It seemed like things were busy. It just seems like I was busy, guys. Uh, and the last person we've already followed back. So that's good. That's a wrap. We'll go ahead and pivot over to our Discord. Um, I'm going to go to our email section. If you're not a part of our Discord community, it is, I, I seriously think it's one of the best, if not the best Discord communities on the interwebs. And we have an email section where we're going to read some emails. So, uh, if you remember last week, the last email I Red technically wasn't an email. Nacho Ordinary Gamer was trying to combat Chris as far as how long we had been live. And I don't know how that played out. I won. You did. I think you did win. <laughs> uh, we, got an, we got an email over here from Yuri. Who's, and this was around uh, lunchtime today. He says, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, he says, I'm an avid user of letterbox.com. So I wanted to ask you if you use anything similar for tracking your games. This would be, of course, collections and or gameplay statuses. I found someone already asked the exact same question. Mystery world of internet. So perhaps you are familiar with some of the links provided in the answers below. As for the rest of the WGC Discord community, we can discuss this in another channel if there is enough interest. So I'm going to click this Reddit and open it and my ID is stolen. It's fine. No worries. But basically, the the subreddit was under patient gamers, and the question was, is there a letterboxed equivalent for video games? Um, this, And I'll read what it is so we can kind of get a better understanding. This time last year, I resolved to watch more films and got into the habit 
of logging them from Letterboxd. It's essentially a tracking app where you can record each movie you've seen, give it a rating, and add it to your, quote, diary. It's a great, it's a great way of staying accountable for, to the hobby of watching films. And at the end of the year, it was fun to look back at my list and reminisce a little. After reading lots of posts, I'm sorry, people's, of the people's best games I played in whatever year post, I've realized I'd like to play more video games too, and I wondered if anybody knows of an equivalent to Letterboxd, where one can log in each game as they complete it with a date and rating. So, um, as, as I go down and this would, I, the reason I wanted to read that because I don't know if John and Chris feel this way. Maybe they're better than me, but I actually would like something like that, other than just like a you know a. I don't know, a spreadsheet, a pivot table, whatever you want to make it to track it, you know? Uh, I would yeah. rather have something like this that did it for me. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, and it definitely would be nice if it could link up and tell you, hey, uh, by the way, you're, you've played 55% of uh, Valhalla, John. It's time for you to go back to it and finish it and actually beat it. <laughs> so you, we'll let you rate it. But that there you go. Shot. <laughs> there you go. And, and guys, remember, uh, Yuri said if you guys want to talk about that, start a start a chat, mention them somewhere, and y'all get that conversation going. And if we can uncover something that would be cool, I'm down. Uh, last email we're going to read from Discord uh, will be from none other than Hag himself. Oh. Um. Hey guys, getting this in late. That's what she said. My question is this. As you guys are rapidly approaching 400 episodes of Weekly Game Chat, are there any special plans leading up to or for that episode? Community AMA, live stream, Chris plays guitar. Just curious, love the content. Game on, fellas. Game on to you, Hag. That's a great question. What episode? We are at 374, boys. That's should 26 weeks. Should we start planning? That's 26 <laughs> theoretical weeks from now. Weird. That's, that's like a half a year. Yeah. We're fine. The hell cares? Every- <laughs> Everything's good. Um, but yeah, there it is. There's your wrap. That's the email section of the week. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We have we have made it to the conclusion of this episode. This has been episode 374 of Weekly Games Chat. Of course, by now you know that topic was Splatoon 3, covered excellently by John. Thank you so much for John. And thank you, John, for that. What? Uh, remember, wherever you download our podcast, please leave us a good rating. That helps people find us just like you did, and we can grow our community. Also, thank you for joining us on Twitch.tv. That, of course, is Weekly Games Chat. Uh, and shout out to everybody in the chat for making today really fun. If you want to send us an email, please, dear God, do it so Chris doesn't Thanos us. Weekly Games Chat at gmail.com. If you're more of a Twitter person, we're at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. And of course, we just got done talking about our Discord community. So please join us on there as well. I appreciate and love these two guys to death. So with that, I will look at both of them and I will say, game on to John, game on to Chris. Game on John, game on Sean. Game on to both of you. Peace out, everybody. Let Chris review NBA 2K. Bug life. <laughs> mm-hmm.